0: What's up, everybody? It's been a minute since we recorded a podcast. Hunting season is in full swing. We've been grinding hard in the hills. But I thought this podcast was pretty relevant in the fact that there's too many people that don't carry a sidearm while hunting, especially while bow hunting. Maybe you tell yourself, you know, I don't hunt in grizzly country. There's not that much to fear. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of reasons to, I don't, I don't want to tell you to fear, but there's a lot of reasons to be careful. And it's not just black bears, and it's not just mountain lions. There's a lot of use cases. But I bring on my buddy Cody Osborne of Walther to kind of go through it. So check this podcast out. It might change your mind on you carrying in the backcountry. But before we get started, I'm going to beat a dead horse. If you're still using Onyx, shame on you. There's better mapping software out there at a better price point. And if you think you're too invested in that other software... You can transfer 100% of your waypoints, tracks, and data over to Basemap. Okay? I'll even give you 20% off. Basemap.com forward slash Get the subscription. It's one subscription for all 50 states. You get 3D with iOS. XDR Navigation, which is a built-in compass and scale bar. You get live location sharing, so you can check your hunting buddy in real time in cell service. They've now added Global Rescue Protection. So that should something go array, as long as you have a cell signal, you can ping Global Rescue to come in and save your butt. That will be available offline here before long, I imagine. Offline maps, public and private, all the things. Basemap.com, 4 slash freak. Make the change. Save yourself. That's another hunting tag. So why don't you go ahead, make that change, enjoy 20% off, and then also check out Goat Knives. My buddy Travis put together a phenomenal company. It's growing a lot and it's gaining some steam, so definitely check that out. Welcome to another episode of The Grind Podcast. Today we have Aaron. Aaron, you got out of bed. How does it feel? Just kidding. He's always up early. He's got a little son that keeps him up early. And we have Cody Osborne, marketing manager and competition shooter from Walter Arms. What's up, buddy? What's up, my man? Figured I'd come in
1: here and... uh you know, bless your podcast with my deep, soothing voice here. Yeah. So. I
0: was just about to say that. i I
2: love that accent,
0: dude. <laughs> hey, don't mistake his southern draw for his ability to get after it out west. He's been on some gnarly hunts out here and he gets after it. So don't don't mistake that draw for that he can't get it done out here. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's uh I love going out west and we kinda of make a few trips every year out there. So uh it's fun. It does it. It does kick my butt a little bit, man. Uh, it's Flatlanders, you know, but. For sure. Um, I'll take it. Arkansas is a little, you know, we got some hills and stuff. So I yeah. can't I can't say I'm completely out of shape, but.
0: Yeah. Well, Arkansas, Oklahoma, you kind of get you to lay claim to both. Yeah, I do. I live in
1: Oklahoma, work in Arkansas, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So you guys are probably maybe perhaps wondering why we're, we're having Cody on the show. Well, first and foremost, Cody loves the West. Uh, we, we spent some time together hunting uh, the, the infamous squirrel in the elk woods uh, <laughs> together. And Cody Cody took me through the paces on some competition shooting. The dude is phenomenal when it comes to the skills that is pistol shooting. Tell, tell me a little bit more about your passion there. And, and, and we're going to kind of parallel it into carrying in the backcountry, carrying yeah. a sidearm while you're hunting, just so the listeners kind of know what's going on here.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, it's uh, you know, I grew up hunting and everything, so we all kind of start off in guns the same way, right? We we shot some hunting rifles or some shotguns or something like that, and I was always like a horrible, terrible shot <laughs> with anything. Um, yeah, and I, I started working for a gun store down in San Antonio, Texas, doing a bunch of the online stuff and store and things, and really wanted to get better at shooting. And I started shooting competition. We started off in like three gun because I like shooting carbines and shotguns and stuff. But everything that always held me back was the pistol side of it. And so I kind of made a commitment to dedicate myself, I said, for a year to pistol shooting. And uh, now I'm like, I don't know, 10 years now (laughs) where I I haven't really gone back. It's just been nothing but pistol for me, Um, really just because I have a lot more fun with it. It is inherently harder to shoot and, and learn how to shoot a pistol than it is like a rifle or shotgun in my, in my opinion, I know all those shotgun shooters will like freak out on me, you know, but uh, there's a lot of different disciplines. The thing is not mounted to your shoulder, you know, so, you know, your trigger discipline, all that stuff really comes into play. And so, I mean, you you see guys that's been shooting pistols for 30 years and they're still make big jumps in their abilities. So uh, it's been a fun route and it's really helped all the other skills My my rifle skills and shotgun skills have got better uh, just from shooting pistols more.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And you have a deep passion for it, and you're a great teacher. I'll, I'll say this. I, I mean, I've, I grew up around pistols, but not really. Um, I've, always, mm-hmm. I've always owned one, but I never really knew how to use it, use it efficiently. Definitely didn't know all the lingo of carrying and, and all that kind of stuff and all the <laughs> technique. But I will say, after spending one day, one full day with you out on the range, not only did I feel comfortable like I'd been doing it my whole life, but I felt like I'd gotten decent like proficient at it like just over that period of time just just within a day I felt like you know I could draw I felt like I had technique I could get on target I could hit target I felt like man if someone was really coming at me or something was coming at me I'd feel confident enough within a certain distance that I could get half my rounds at least in the kill zone
1: yeah exactly and that's the big thing I mean it's it goes like that, you know, with any discipline, like I, you know, if I came out there with you and hunted in the West, like you probably showed me on day one, just a ton of things that would, you know, I didn't know and, and would help me in the long run, but it's pretty basic to you, right? Cause right. You, you kind of grown up and you've done it a lot. It's the same aspect, you know, like we're, we're doing this every single day and we're, we're always around people that are learning to, to shoot pistols um, a little better or they're new to pistols or things. So I always tell people like there's with anything there's some few basic skills that get you like 80% where you can like, you probably beat 80% of the people at home pistols now, you know, uh, as long as you know, those you jump. It's that last, like a little bit to like start being the best. That's really hard. You know, it might take you six months to learn something just to get like a half second faster. Yeah. Yeah,
0: That's Mm -hmm. definitely from, from the way I'm gripping it to pulling, applying pinky pressure to get that red dot in, in, in scope. And then, you know, making sure that my, you know grip positioning is, is is on point there yeah
1: and that's something we all i mean we work on every day i mean I, every time i notice like i'm shooting bad or something i'll just like stop and look and i'm like oh yeah my my grip is pretty crappy right now you yeah. know or or yes I, I cannot remember seeing my red dot at all in yeah. that array of shooting yeah. you know? so, yeah definitely yeah it, it comes and goes for sure
0: no and then you and i and, and and jens we played that uh we played that game where what cops and robbers is that what it's called
1: yeah, there's a bunch of different uh, names for it. Uh, we like to call it cops and robbers. I don't know if that's real PC
0: nowadays, but yeah. Tell, <laughs> uh, tell Aaron what cops and robbers
1: is. So pretty fun. I always do this. Like I have this like a little setup of like teaching people like some of the basics. Right. I think everything is about speed, accuracy, and the nerves. Can you like complete the speed and accuracy under some pressure? And how we replicate that pressure, for one, a shot timer, like giving you times that you can measure, you know, give you some measurables to look at. But two, like adding some competitive pressure that are very easy. So we'll set up one steel plate, like a silhouette, like man-sized silhouette. We'll get whatever distance we want. So we stand side by side, probably, you know, five or ten yards apart. And one guy starts with his hands up and the other guy starts with his hands down whenever the guy with his hands up reaches for his gun is when the other guy can go for his gun so you're kind of waiting on that on your partner or whatever to move and then it's first shot on steel so you'll notice the guy with his hands up he doesn't have a whole lot of pressure cuz he gets to go first and go for the gun the other guy you'll see he like tries to speed up really fast to try to compensate for the time difference you know and that's when you see those nerves start kind of getting into it it's super fun and that's when you really notice fun. Yeah, your technique failures, your gear failures, like you'll notice like the holster hung up or something as you try to get it out. And like that's all stuff that could really, really happen in the real world. You know, if, like something kicked off and you got to freak out a little bit because your nerves are going to spike. You know? I mean, we're all humans. You're not going to be like all nonchalant and, and calm about it, you know. Uh, but as you go for that gun, you want to make sure everything you have, everything in your toolbox needed to know how to get that gun out and on target quickly so
2: so is the guy with his hands up generally quicker or what have you seen it just depends 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 on the shooter okay
1: yeah yeah because i i'll notice like even with me like when when people start like ride around my my time speeds and stuff like i'll notice as i'll like get the gun i can see them out of the corner of my eye a lot so i can see where they're at in the process (laughs) and uh i'll notice sometimes like as i drive the gun out it's like a race. And so you end up shooting and then missing. Right. Uh, and yeah. so the other guy's just and like, yeah. the other guy wins.
2: <laughs> uh yeah. yeah,
1: that makes yeah. sense. And uh yeah, because it's all about speed and accuracy. Yeah, because you, you want to get it off the specs. So <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so you see that going. So it yeah. really, man, it bounces back and forth between the two. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I found. It bounced back and forth between yeah. the two. It does, because like, like I said, every now and then there's a gear failure or, you know, just a breakdown in your trigger press or something, yeah. you know. So.
0: You know, I was surprised to win a few from, off of you guys. I was surprised to win a few. Like, I'm, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to – like, I don't stand a chance <laughs> yeah. against these two. But I won some rounds, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. You know, of kind of surprised like, me a
1: little bit. You, you can never win fast enough, and there's always people that are fast, but it's very hard for those guys to be like 100% all the time. Fast and accurate, Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. stuff just happens, man, you know, yeah, so, absolutely. but that's where you find it and you get to practice it and it's fun. You know, you're not just standing flat footed at seven yards trying to shoot one hole at a target. Yeah, absolutely. Like You know, so
0: it's a fun, safety drill. I think this is a great opportunity to draw a parallel to carrying while you're hunting right now. Cops, mm, cops yeah. and robbers, being quick, being accurate and getting on target fast. And, and that's what you have yep. to do let's let's think about real life scenarios on in the backcountry, and one you might need to pull okay there's grizzly there's black bear there was a guy six ranch outfitters who just got charged by a, a bear in oregon that was feeding on a, a dead elk Thanks. and he he had to kill that bear lions let's talk about that kid from salt lake city who was on a hiking trail either a year or two years ago when he ran into that female cougar you know, that she she had just kept following him, and she she just like, yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. have you seen that video where she just she almost gets up like she's levitating and oh, chase. I have not seen that. Oh, you, oh dude, I it went, look that it, up. It, went it went viral, and he he had no defense. He yeah. was throwing rocks at her, and he couldn't do anything to her. Now, I, whenever I go into the back country, I always feel like I'm invincible. Nothing's gonna happen to me. Yep. You know, nothing's nothing's gonna hurt me. I'm not scared of black bear. You know, I've seen a lot of bear, and most the yeah. bears that that you do see their one handers as we call them or two handers. They're not, they're not very big, but I really started thinking about it when I killed that giant black bear in Colorado a couple years ago, when it took three grown men and we could, we could hardly budge that thing. And Mm -hmm. I opened up its jaw and its head and and the muscle that was in his neck and head and his jaw and, and the size of his forearms and his shoulders. And I got thinking, I'm like, man, if this thing got a hold of a full-grown man, he would not stand a chance. He would yeah. not stand a chance. And this is a black bear. Yep, this is, yep, exactly. This is just a black bear. That's when I kind of reached out to Cody. I'm like, hey, man, I really think we ought to be carrying in some of our hunts, and we we should do some stuff together. And uh, <laughs> and that that's kind of how our relationship started. But anyway— yeah. Back to to that drawing that parallel, like being able to quickly get your gun out, get on target. And I think that's why a red dot comes in there is because you're even more accurate. Yeah. And the thing is, too, like when you look at
1: the percentages of like, yes, being attacked by a mountain lion or whatever, and you always look up these percentages and they're super small. But none of us as like outdoorsmen think of we're in these situations a lot. When you look at these percentages, it's like a, you know, America population type thing. Like most of these people aren't out in the woods as much as a lot of us are at. You think how many times we're, you know, how many days we're spending out in the woods that's already increasing our likelihood of those chances. So you might as well carry something just for that protection. Yeah. yeah and then too, like the whole myth, and I mean, you get this a lot from like rifle shooters and stuff is like precision, right? We have to shoot one hole, one hole all the time. Right. right. And pistols, it's a little different because there is speed to that you have to have speed. If, yeah, if you can shoot one hole, but it takes you freaking 12 seconds to get the gun out and get <laughs> that shot down range, you, you did no good. I mean, think how much ground a bear or a human or anything like that can cover in just a second. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, so. it would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, we do those drills all the time. Like, how many, how much ground can a human cover, you know, in a second? And it's, I mean, seven to ten yards? It's close. I mean, you can get, you can get bolted pretty quick. And by the time, you know, most people aren't, a sub one second draw, you know, especially under stress like that. So yeah. you have to have both. And that's yeah. the, that's the big key to it.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's really interesting too, and not to call out all these hunters and bow hunters, but I, I see guys carrying, which is good, right? They're either really carrying on their, yep. in their binal harness, like our binal harness in that case, the traverse binal harness, or on, yep. their, on their hip belt of their pack. And I always ask them, I always ask them this and I, I don't ask them this to be cocky or, or critical or hypercritical, but I'm like, hey, can you shoot that thing? I'm Mm -hmm. like, how often do you shoot that thing? They're like, no, never. I'm like, you never shoot your pistol. Okay. And you expect to hit a grizzly bear? Yeah. Running at you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Running (laughs) at you on a side hill, tripping over deadfall. Yeah. I'm like, okay, shame on you for not shooting your pistol. If you are going to carry a pistol, shame on you for not shooting your pistol. What's the point of having one? I guess, yeah, there's a chance you hit it. I mean, grizzly bear is a big target. So there's a chance you get yeah. it somewhere. There's a chance that the sound of that the firearm going off scares him away also. But, like, you yeah. should you should be shooting your pistol.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you think of, like, even just the, the head size, right? You you can definitely go out there. You can get steel plates or paper targets or something like that. They're about that size, right? right. And practice and see where you fail because 25 yards of the pistol under some time is incredibly hard. And you yeah. think 25 yards out in the bear at 25 yards yeah freaking out a little bit right yeah um so yeah when you get back there you you can really get out and learn it's just like pattern patterning your shotgun right right see where your failures are at at what distances and then what your times are at
0: yeah absolutely and and then there's the fact that there's a sprinting target
1: yeah exactly (laughs) i mean we all think like yeah we're gonna like be awesome and like draw and shoot me at right it's it's not gonna happen so uh, that's why it's good to test those nerves
0: out a little bit too then there's that adrenaline factor of that animal right let's say you do put two rounds in him is he gonna stop likely not yeah yep i don't know we just released a bear episode yesterday i shot a i I shot a black bear at 20 yards with the 300 prc yeah, we came, Peyton and I came around this corner, and there was a, a rutting sow and a boar, and I went back, grabbed Peyton, we came up, the boar was coming around the corner, just right before the bear was going to spin, I put a two, 212 grain ELDX in his chest at 200, and just flat, like his chin hit the ground, like yeah. boom, it, it hit him, but guess what, he got right back up. And and sprinted off the logging road. He only went eight yards, so he's only eight yards off the logging road. But the adrenaline from 3,000 feet per second, the bullet out of the muzzle, 3,000 feet per second, with a 212 grain. I mean, your pistol round isn't going to have that much energy. Uh, 1,200? No, not at all. Not even close. Not even close.
1: This gets back to, like, the caliber battle, you know, like 10-millimeter, 44 mag. And I was like, oh, awesome. Yes, they bring more power than, like, a 9-millimeter, but it always goes back to the fact, like, how many rounds of 44 can you shoot off in two seconds? A lot of times just one. Right. How many rounds can I shoot off in two seconds with a nine millimeter? Do build drills or six rounds into an A zone in, in less than two seconds from a draw. Right. You know, so it's like man, six rounds of nine millimeter better than one round of 44 Magnum. I don't know. You know, it's just kind of up to you you
0: know, yeah. <laughs> and where you hit too. So right. I think it comes to how efficiently you can use it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I have
1: 44 mag revolvers and stuff like that too. But honestly, if you told me to like draw and shoot something with a double action pull, like yeah, there's there's a, a yeah. fat chance I'm going to hit that target the first time. Yeah. You
0: know, you know, I've I've had guys, you know, I've I've turned a lot of people onto Walther, um, talked to a lot of people who love the PDP, and mm. have a lot of guys ask me like, why do you do nine over ten? And well, wait, why doesn't mm-hmm. Walther do ten? Speak to that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So it's a little bit, 10 millimeter is still a niche caliber. So for us, you got to still look at sales and overall volume and things like that for us to be able to invest in all new tooling, right? So a 10 millimeter is... New barrel, new frame, new slide size—it's—it's it's a lot, right? Because uh, you can't fit that caliber into like a nine-millimeter platform, so everything has to get bigger. A lot of testing goes involved, and where ten-millimeter sits in the market right now, it's just very, very, very tiny. And we're already a pretty niche brand, you know. We're not a, a large global brand, you know. We're—we're we're still only two, three, four percent of the market, so. <laughs> Uh, When you take that percentage and then how small 10 millimeter is in the market, it just doesn't really make sense for us to be able to invest that type of money into that platform. Now, we've always like pushed for it. And if that opportunity like comes up, yeah, I think we'll take advantage of it. But like at this time, as we've kind of like analyzed it over the last few years, like the 10 millimeter crowd is still very small. So it's hard for us to, like I said, spend those tooling costs and things on that.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And then I would also say it goes back to, okay, carrying in the backcountry. Carry something that you that you can shoot. And I, yeah, I think yeah. there's good bullets. Like Hornady makes a precision. Uh, oh, yeah. I uh, do. It, it, game, It's called Game Hunter, not Precision Hunter. It's called Game Hunter, and it's a GMX bullet. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and I think for Bear, you know, according to Seth, he said that thing's going to hit like a hammer. That's, That's awesome. Yeah, so Game Hunter, it's a red box. I can't remember the, the grain on it. I just barely just barely was turned on to him but um irregardless um something like that where gmx bullet gmx bullet's going to be a monolithic bullet so it's going to hit like a hammer and it, yep I don't, I don't know you're going to want to carry something that it's going to be different than like say your critical duty for for uh concealed carry right yeah so i, yeah, like I i'm normally in the backcountry i carry a, a crit the the crit dude
1: uh plus d plus um just because i mean you look at ballistics on that thing it's it's phenomenal hornady did tremendous job on that on that bullet and that's why it has the contracts that it has but really w- when you look at it, it still gets back to the point like look at the velocity look at what the thing can do ballistically and then yeah on a pdp you can have 15 17 18 rounds you know and right. plus a, a backup magazine that's easily in a hip pocket or something like that i mean you're, you're talking you get to carry like 30 rounds if you want to in the backcountry compared yeah. to 6 or 12 at a revolver or a 10 millimeter yeah true. You know, it's a uh, it's kind of one of those boats you know yeah. i like a lot of rounds <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and heaven heaven forbid there's two situations that happen but but, it right. Seems, yeah, but it's right yeah exactly but it seems like if you did have one situation one situation that happened to you once in a lifetime that it would seem like man it wouldn't be too outlandish to have another one on that same Yeah, trip. Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? exactly take for example yep. the, the wyoming elk hunter two years ago uh that got attacked by the sow and the Um, The cub, the the hunter, the hunter was from Florida. I don't know if you know this story, Cody. Um, He was with an outfitter in a wilderness unit in Wyoming. Uh, They were cleaning an elk. Sal attacked, jumped on top of the, top of the guide. The hunter ran for help, Hmm. like threw him the gun, ran for help. I I do remember that story. It's kind of a squirrely story, right? Yeah. There's some upset people that the hunter left. But I, I'm not here to get into the politics or the, uh, the right and wrong here. But, I mean, imagine if he'd had a pistol. Carrying yeah. a pistol could have shot, could have exactly. scared it off. But yep. at the same token, you've you've got to be efficient enough if a bear. I was thinking about this because Nick and I were just in uh, in Alaska together, right? And I was texting you yep. and Yens. I'm like, man, what if a brown bear jumps out in front of Nick how do i shoot this thing without hitting nick yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's and that i mean you look at a lot of times when people have to like shoot yeah. things up a lot of times they hit the
1: person because like yeah you're yeah. not efficient with it too if you look at like i said yardage distances like 35 40 yards or so with a pistol is still incredibly hard you got to oh, think yeah. about that trigger press yeah. right and i always kind of relate it like when i get hunters in that are like trying to learn how to shoot pistols a lot of times i've shot archery a lot and it's it's really the same thing right your your grip is going to affect a lot of things and then your your trigger pull side alignment (laughs) things like that that all kind of comes into play and it usually translates pretty well so i mean you think you know 40 yards if you're going to pull back and shoot really fast with a bow like everything's got to be right you know (laughs) or or you're going to miss it's the same concept there so yeah
2: I'd, i'd have to jump on the bear for sure and shoot it like, while I'm jumping on yeah. the bear.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you'd be able to jump <laughs> on the bear just fine. <laughs> Ride it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm thinking, like, if if Nick was hiking in front of me, mm-hmm. brown bear comes out of the alders, pounces on Nick, Nick's on the ground, I'm thinking, boom, 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 I'm not going to hit Nick because Nick's on the ground. Yeah. I'm going to be hitting, like, spine on that bear, right? Because yeah. his head's going to be down on top of Nick, clawing yeah. the crap out of Nick. <laughs> but I mean, you think of, you think of, like, people – where do they
1: miss most when they're missing with a pistol and they're a right-handed shooter, they miss low left, right? Cause they are driving that pistol down with the trigger press yeah. and driving it down. Right. So where does that go? Low left. Do you think of four inches at, Five yards or ten yards. Yeah, when you get back to thirty or forty
0: yards, that thing is yeah, that's gonna going be, into him. So that's you gonna know? yeah, that's gonna be about Nick's left hip. Be Ho- I was gonna Nick's say yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hopefully, exactly.
2: <laughs> hopefully so. Nick's heads to the right, so it's just getting his legs.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's good to think about that. But when you know like what that stuff happens and what a good trigger press feels like and a good break, you know, where yeah. you're not just like driving that thing down. Yeah. But yeah, that's the problem. They're on the ground, right? Most people don't miss eye. They don't like. They always miss low left a lot of right. times. So.
2: I'm taking Cody with me when we go hunt grizzly country. <laughs> yeah, you'll want Cody there. Quick, quick oh, draw right. McGraw, Cody. Yeah, right. I, we'll see if a
1: grizzly bear is running at me. I don't know uh, how I'll react on that. I don't know. I might just try to outrun
0: you. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, Luckily, any of the places I'm going to take you, there won't, there won't be grizzly. It'll just be black bear, so. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. You know, I carried
1: uh all the time last few years on my elk hunts and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, luckily never needed it, so I'll take it.
0: But you know, there's there's a chance. So long as it's not an archery hunt, but you know, yeah, put, putting a finishing round into an animal, um, yeah, exactly. Over taking your high powered rifle out and doing another, boom you know, there are a lot of guys take a pistol yeah. and will finish an animal off with a pistol. And,
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of uses for them too. You know and luckily they're light enough they're not really and that's a, another thing Is like when you look at like weight wise of like a polymer frame pistol in nine mil or ten mil or whatever you're shooting just weight wise and ammo capacity wise compared to like a 44 magnum or something i know like my 44 mag revolver is freaking heavy oh yeah you know and it's it's not fun to carry around it's not something you want to pack um, in the
0: backcountry absolutely not no
1: it sucks i've done it
0: it just sucks so yeah, it's uh, something to consider when you're getting out there. So yeah, absolutely. And and you know one thing that's once you start carrying a pistol while hunting, it becomes it becomes a part of you. It becomes second nature. And yep. one thing I found yeah. myself doing in Alaska was it was attached to my pack. Right, I wouldn't leave my mm-hmm. pack. Like even if it was to go glass over a little knob that was only twenty yards away, I'm like, oh yeah, my pistol's over there. Let me go back and grab my yeah. pack because literally, I did not want to leave my pistol. Yep. I would leave my rifle before I'd leave my pistol. Yeah, exactly. And that's a,
1: man, it's a battle. Like I've I've tried because like I still, like a lot of people will just throw their pistol on wherever, you know, they just need it. Like I have this like mentality of like, I need to be able to draw fast all you know, crap that may not matter. But um, but trying to find like that efficient platform because yeah, when you dump your pack and then you throw your gun like into the snow, the sand and things like that i was like man i like to be able to like still have it on me and i like your bino harness uh, you know up here it worked out really well um, i noticed i alternate between the two quite a bit and i uh, practice um but yeah i think there's uh, still a lot of room in the industry to, to kind of grow that segment of like efficiently carrying a firearm back in the in the back country so
0: yeah no definitely I, in, in, and believe it or not i think the more we talk about this and the more people ask me i think we're going to create a trend of people carrying you know
1: yeah i yeah. should i mean and I I, like me being a pistol guy, a defense guy. Like, yeah, I carry a gun, it's everywhere I can, you know. So, uh, we always talk about this with with other guys of like having your concealed carry license and you're, you know, you're carrying, you know, wherever you're at the house and, and out in town and stuff, but like traveling out on your hunting trips and stuff like that. Like, you're usually in some sketch places, man. You know, you're in the middle of nowhere, like, and know the chances are really are higher like with human encounters right a bad human encounter than it is really a bad animal encounter so keep it on there they do both jobs pretty well yeah
0: absolutely in fact aaron just ran into uh i think aaron's eyes got eyebrows got raised a little bit on his recent um diy archery backcountry deer hunt where he glassed up a lion that was watching him
2: really yeah it was pretty Uh, wild well first off if, if eric needed one day to feel proficient, I'd need about three. Just so you know, Cody. <laughs> um, so I got to get right, out. I got to right. get out there with you. Probably need two to three days. For sure. I don't yeah. I don't pass up range days. So. <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, I, I mean, I haven't really known the importance of carrying till probably the last two years, and I've had multiple, probably three encounters now where I'm like, geez, yeah, yeah that's important. Number it one, is. two years ago we were cleaning out my dad's cow elk and we had a bear come into like 8 yards on us. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, and so that oh. one was luckily, I mean, the bear kind of did like a little bluff charge, you know, got on its back and, and hit its front paws yeah. hard. And I was like, "Geez." Like we did, got up, tried wave it waved it off and it finally went off, but and it came in a second time too. But that was eye opening and then I went to Texas, yeah. hunted odd on the border and Oh uh, nice. Had multiple yeah. scary encounters there. For sure. And and that, that really opened my eyes. That was right when uh, Joe Biden came into office. Like they were making the yeah. the change there too. Um, yeah, the
1: big push, yeah.
2: Yep, and so that was, we saw a lot of people and it was just nerve wracking there too. Yeah, and it gets back, like a lot of people like, ah, oh, you'll never need it. So it's like, but from a
1: comfort standpoint and a confidence standpoint, like, do you feel better? with or without one in those situations right exactly. like even if i didn't have to use it i don't know why I, like i said it may not i may not even be a good enough shooter to to help it helps me calm down it helps me feel better though right Absolutely. it helps me from like freaking out so yep. uh it's a it's a good thing to have on you even just from a you know like a like calming standpoint
2: yep. so yeah and then number number three was just a few days ago we were uh glass in a we we're glassing a deep uh, basin in front of us and we looked behind us and all these deer were just freaking out and we saw a coyote running the rim and all these deer were, you know, snorting at it and stomping their feet and we're like, "Oh geez, you know, they you know, they don't like coyotes." But then all of a sudden like half the deer s- split off and we're looking the other way. We're like, "What the heck is going on?" And we turned around and there's a lion at like 170 yards staring at us. He wasn't even oh, the, man. Yeah, he wasn't even looking at the deer. He was staring at us. And then he he like crouched down low, took a few steps forward, and then he <laughs> he just analyzed us for about 3-4 minutes and then kind of slowly backed up. But yeah, yeah. All, all those encounters have have kind of really opened my eyes. He probably watched your video of you trying to do those push-ups and thought that was <laughs> really your meal. So
1: <laughs> I know he's I know he's probably like, yeah, this is
2: Oh, I Walter. saw this guy do Walter Wednesday. Walter Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Cody's like, Cody's like, hey, if
0: if you if you don't want to give up your pistol, Eric, uh, Eric, I'll send him a pistol if he can do 60 push-ups in a row, and he still can't do 60 I haven't push-ups. Even, I haven't attempted it. I'm feeling pretty strong right now. So. We haven't done Walter Wednesday yeah. since yeah, hunting bad. season
2: started. We need yeah, to get we Walter need to Wednesday going again. but yeah that lion he's like yeah easy easy meal and then he (laughs) he's like uh well maybe not and then he backed up but yeah all those all those encounters i mean in just two years you know those all those things have really opened my eyes about how important it is
1: i think too i mean you look at your like situational awareness though where like a lot of people would just either ignore those situations or not even pay attention or even take those into account into their future endeavors right right and that's something like we want to we want to fix like we want to make sure and we see this with all of our marketing and, and what we're pushing from Walter's standpoint is get carry a god be prepared just make sure you're doing the things to be ready out there you know and there's a lot of right. training thinking aspects and a lot of other stuff just outside guns and what you're doing and what eric's doing and noticing situations right letting people know and then preparing for them in the future you got to realize like 98% of the populations don't, they see the lion. They're like, Oh man, that's either cool or we got to get out of here. Oh yeah. they would be scared. And then what do they do the next time they come out in the woods? The same thing, completely unprepared, not carrying any of that. So right. it's about getting better and, and fixing those things, you know, and making sure you're prepared for any type of situation that comes out.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think that's the biggest thing is being prepared for any situation. There could be a, a hundred situations that could happen where you would need yeah. to be prepared differently. Yeah. In terms of carrying and how you would handle a certain situation, you know. Yep. From close combat stuff like, to, you know, to animals yep. to, you know.
1: And I always laugh, like, when I got into, like, the backcountry hunting and stuff, and it's, like, the, the backpack dumps, the gear lists, and all this stuff, you know. And it's, They like, never do pistols, do they? Oh, and it's, like, four pounds of survival equipment. Right. You know, like... <laughs> you're in the desert and emergency blankets, and I'm like, what? You know, like, <laughs> my God. Yeah, that's a good so, point. Uh, we need to do I, a gear dump yeah, with the pistol. Yeah, you know, and I, I finally, like I, I worked and I, I have like a little set list, you know, that every time somebody asks me, I just email them like the picture of it laying out and then the list of stuff, you know, and uh, just trying to keep it nice and light and uh, have the things you'll actually need back there because we all go through the phase, right, of when we first get into it and like we think we need, Absolutely everything, and the backpack is stuffed full. And yeah.
0: Then and you put the it more on years. You do
1: it. Yeah. 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 The more years you do it, the more more things start to come out. And I realized like some staple items, like a tourniquet, I always have with me, just from taking like more tactical med classes and stuff. And then seeing videos of people putting arrows through their legs and oh, things yeah. like that in the backcountry, I'm like, ah, a tourniquet's probably pretty important. You know, yeah. it doesn't weigh anything,
0: so. Like little things like that that come into play yeah definitely i think uh carrying a pistol while hunting we're in the back country not the back country i think that's definitely one of the staples that this podcast is going to create but but also more people are going to start catching on and realize how important that is the more people start doing it
1: and it's got to be easy right and and that's the thing it's like your bino harness makes it easy because you're not really adding a ton of weight that you feel on your shoulders, right? On a vinyl harness, you know, you, you've got some things, you got the pistol on there. And since it's, it's kind of on the front of your chest, you don't really feel that the weight of that pistol at all too. If you attach it to a hip belt too, I, I don't notice the weight at all when yeah. it's attached to a hip belt. It's not in your pack, like on your back, you know, it's not adding weight to your shoulders that you feel, yeah, you know, yeah. days on end. That's so, what I told Aaron. It's I said, about doing that.
0: Yeah. I said, dude, you're not going to notice the extra weight. Yep. We had that conversation a few months ago. Pack it
1: Yeah If you don't notice it And it's taking up spots That you don't use anyway Like on a hip belt They're usually like a pocket Or a gun You know It's like What are you putting in that pocket Some freaking little candies Or something You know So yeah. It's like valuable space you know and it, it's really like space you're not using so you might as well kind of fill it if it's not going to add that extra weight onto you
2: yeah, yeah it's a big sacrifice for eric not to put snacks in an extra pocket on his hip belt <laughs> so, this says a lot it, it is but since i started 75 hard i yeah, have been
0: laying true. off the snacks and now i can pack the pistol twice as easy so
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there you go <laughs> I, I like my snacks too so oh yeah snacks give me sunflower seeds for me man i need a nice sunflower seed pocket
0: yeah we'll make one of those (laughs) on the vinyl harness for you cody how's that yeah yeah i like it i like it i need a little pouch, zippered sunflower seeds man (laughs) yeah that's awesome well tell us a little bit about the pdp before we wrap this thing up like yeah it's uh if you check out walter's
1: like lineup like we've always we've been around 130 something years so and there's always like high-end guns james bond gun right see all my bond stuff back here in this video right but really, we launched a PP in February, and it's our flagship pistol. So what that means is, like, this is the gun that we are pushing out the most to for civilians, for carry, for law enforcement, for, for really everything. And it's what we we see as our, like, best pistol for the market out there. So that means it's got to be priced right, so, like, full-blown MSRP 649 on it. And it's got to have all the feature set. so every good feature that's available on the market kind of packed into one. Into one pistol, so optics ready and great trigger and texture, all that stuff, you know. But really, like we set ourselves to a performance standard, so we look at the PDP. Like we want to make sure when you go out to the range, you can immediately see a performance increase downrange, and so that's why all those uh, like really good features. Uh, so when you pick up the PDP, it comes in like two different frame sizes. So depending on your hand size, you're always trying to figure out what fits better or pretty much ergonomic experts in pistols and uh, rifles too. If you look at the last Olympics, we won a couple of gold medals there with some of our uh, like air rifles and rimfires and stuff. So we know that side of it, but yeah, you look at, like I said, great triggers optics ready. It's got all the features. They're one of the most accurate pistols out on the market. So you get a bunch of just great features, just cram packed and they're a really good price point. Yeah. And you got the cool thing is lifetime warranty. If you're, taking your gun apart in the back country and you break something, we can send you something out. No problem. Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, and then, uh, 30 day money back guarantee on all the Walther stuff. So you can go buy it, try it out for 30 days, take it into the back country, see if you like it, come back out. If you don't like it, you get, or want a different model. They bought the compact one, the full size. You can actually get on our website and fill the little form and you send the pistol back to us and we refund you what you paid for the gun plus tax and we send That's you awesome. a shipping label so yeah you're out no money so we're the only gun company to do that so get to try it out shoot as much as you want 30 days so yeah it's really really no downfall to it but yeah. really we just want you to carry a pistol right honestly like we're, we're gonna try to provide the best performing gun out there so it makes it easier for you but we want you to be out there carrying so um we have like a full list of like drills and things to help you like get into competitive shooting if you want or just defensive training we got a full list of instructors that can help you like get rolling on you know your intro to shooting or picking up red dots on pistols a lot of specific stuff so it's not just a product with us we, we try to make it a, a more complete thing where you kind of feel part of something and we're not just like selling you a pistol and being like all right guys we're done with you bye <laughs> yeah you know we, we want to keep you around and uh and make sure you're kind of using that pistol and learning how to use it effectively
0: yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's well said. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know what you thought. And definitely let us know if uh, you will be carrying the backcountry now as a result. You can email me some feedback at eric at com, and uh, look forward to hearing from you.